You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Pride of Detroit podcast. This is a mini, mini edition. Maybe it's the first bite. Maybe it's an emergency podcast. Call it whatever you want. This is a little mini podcast with just me, Jeremy Resman, the editor-in-chief over at Pride of Detroit. I'm here to talk about the first two days of, of Lions minicamp. Uh, they just wrapped Wednesday's practice. It's a Wednesday evening when we're recording this. Still one more uh, session to go, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But I wanted to kind of give you a quick recap of what I've seen so far Lions training, training, um, training camp, minicamp. And we're just going to go position by position, talk about some of the more interesting players, interesting plays, interesting developments over there at Allen Park. So let's kick things right off at quarterback. Jared Goff kind of had an up and down week so far. Um, Coming off of really a a great session of OTAs the, the past week. Um, Tuesday was was a struggle. The Lions defense really gave him a lot of tough looks, especially in the red zone. He threw an interception to to Will Harris. I would say Wednesday was pretty much a bounce back day for him. He started off a little cold. Uh, individual drills couldn't necessarily find some connections. Um, he, he was dealing with Perriman specifically, um, kind of struggling to, to build that um, that connection, that chemistry. Um, but as as the day went on, I thought he got significantly better. The one thing I've noticed through go- throughout. Um, the offseason is the the speed of his passes the 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 arm strength it's there and I think we all kind of need to remind ourselves this guy was a number one overall pick for a reason Um, he's got the physical traits and and sure he doesn't have Matthew Stafford's arm but he's got a cannon still he's got a uh, a certainly an acceptable uh, arm at this NFL level and 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 he's really been quite accurate most of the time I think a lot of it is just kind of building a relationship with his wide receivers I will say that when his first read isn't there seems like maybe he's getting a little little panicky um and and that's obviously a little bit of a concern when we're not even dealing with offensive or defensive line play yet but overall i would say more good than bad with jared goff and i think he bounced back nicely from from a rough day on tuesday in terms of the depth there i would say you know we've been used to some really bad backup quarterback battles in the past I, I will say specifically this isn't that. I think Tim Boyle and David Blau um, both have good traits with them, but at this point I wouldn't say one has necessarily, um, you know, distanced itself from the other. Um, Blau, or, uh, Boyle had a rough Tuesday practice. I, I, I think he, he played a little bit better, but Blau's been playing all right as well. Um, I, I think in terms of the reps that they're taking, it's pretty clear that Boyle's starting out as the number two, but I'm not completely taking Blau out of the conversation of, of maybe winning that backup job. It, it would take kind of a, a, it would be a big surprise, I think at this point, considering what they invested in Boyle, um, but I would say that the difference between them, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I've seen a little bit um, of progression in Blau, and, and, and Dan Campbell actually came out and said once 
Beyonce, Blau's my dude. Like he he likes uh, David Blau a lot, and so maybe that's a sign that that uh, that battle is kind of evening out. Moving on to running backs. Um, I would say this is the most impressive position group so far in the offseason. Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift are just putting on a show day in and day out. And granted, they're not doing it through the running game because you can't really showcase your running game during minicamp. There's no pads on. There's no offensive line versus defensive line. There's no contact. So you're pretty much just having these guys run routes. And if these guys don't combine for at least 60 catches this year, I'm going to be shocked because – that's where their strength lies, and that's where uh, I think the Lions can get a lot of mismatches this year. Um, no one has been able to guard DeAndre Swift all offseason. I've seen him embarrass at least three linebackers um, and, and some safeties as well. So um, he's someone to get very excited about in, in the passing game, and I was surprised by how good Jamal Williams has been in that exact same role. So um, I, I would say they're they're the two maybe maybe the two biggest reasons to get excited about this offense this year um in terms of the depth there really there hasn't been anyone that that has established himself and that includes seventh round rookie jamar jefferson um he had a couple drops early in otas and minicamp um just kind of been quiet since then i i think i think maybe we're starting to see why todd Gurley might be in this team's plans um because there isn't that clear rb3 right now um so i, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we saw shortly after minicamp wraps up to see um <clears throat> Todd Gurley joined the crowd. Let's move on to wide receivers. I think obviously this is one of the positions that has one of the most intrigues. I will say the top two wide receivers have not really stood out to me in, in any noticeable way, um, which obviously isn't, isn't a great sign. Um, I, I of, of the two, I, I probably would say Tyrell Williams um, looks to be more of the number one. I've, I've seen some crisp routes from him, but I still haven't seen him take over um, you know, in a way that you would hope a number one wide receiver would in, in minicamp. Um, so there, there's still maybe maybe it's a, a chemistry thing. Maybe, you know, the the, the downgrade in, in terms of talent at the wide receiver position is as advertised, um, something to, to look uh, forward to. And if, if I'm being completely honest, you know, I mentioned it at the top, I, I really haven't seen a lot from Perriman at all. Um, there, there was some miscommunications, it seemed like today, specifically with Goff and Perriman. Um, but it's just something to, to continue to watch um, because I haven't been completely impressed with that group. And, and we are starting to see more one-on-ones with them and, and the cornerbacks, and I think maybe that's an opportunity for them to shine and something I'm going to continue to watch as minicamp rolls on. Um, but neither of those two, I think, has, has really stood out uh, in, in the first couple of days of minicamp. That being said, the depth really has, and maybe that says more about the depth at cornerback. Maybe it says more about the depth that the Lions have uh, at wide receiver. Maybe we're underrating that a little bit. Amonra St. Brown had a really, really solid route today that 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 had him, you know, three or four steps on. Can't remember exactly who it was. I want to say AJ Parker. So I mean, he's going up against kind of lesser competition since he's mostly repping with twos and threes at this moment. But he's also a lot of times the number one slot receiver. And I think that's probably going to be his role in his rook- in this rookie year. So um, expect to see him get a lot of contributions in, in his rookie season if everything continues. Um, and then Victor Bolden has obviously been a hot name that, that the coaches have, have been talking a lot about, um, and, and for good reason. I mean, the guy is slippery. The guy is quick. 
and and he really has a leg up, I think, on the competition in terms of special teams, and that could win him a role. Um, he's looked very comfortable to me in terms of um, positioning for punt returns. You've never seen you're not seeing him catching it off your back foot. He's judging every punt um, correctly, and and he was also the first guy out there in terms of kick returns today. Um, so um, you have to imagine that gives him an edge up. Um, he'll he'll be in. Um, I would say. Sh- Stiff competition with Khalif Raymond, but uh, if we're talking about who stood out more at wide receiver, I think um, there's no question to me that that, that has been Victor Bolton. Um, we're going to skip over offensive line tight end really quick. I thought today was an amazing day for the tight ends. Um, TJ Hawkinson, clearly the number one on, on the team and clearly going to be a, a matchup problem and I think kind of a, a focus of this offense. I've, I've noticed several times where him and Goff seem to be talking to each other a lot. I, I mentioned in my, my post today, um, there was kind of a moment where um, Goff threw a, a, a nice little out route to TJ to Hawkinson, and he like he gave him a thumbs up, kind of saying like, hey, w- was that where you wanted it? And, and TJ Hawkinson gave him a thumbs up back like, yeah, that's, that was perfect. Uh, and so you can, you can see that chemistry building, and, and I really do think he's going to be a centerpiece. But um, Elise Mack also made a fantastic grab over the middle during seven-on-sevens. Um, nice little seam route. Didn't get a ton of separation there, but made a, a nice contested catch on a well-placed ball. I think he's your tight end three going into training camp, um, and and I don't know if there's really any anyone else that, that, that'll contest him for that. But uh, Adam Hausman, uh, Jake Hausman, sorry, uh, made a, a nice similar catch uh, up the up the seam, and so I think uh, I think he might be in contention for that fourth spot we'll we'll see what the happens with the tight end position but i do think that potentially is a strength um we didn't see a ton out of darren fells today but um he's big he's strong um certainly uh, slower than a guy like tj hawkinson but he's got strong hands and we've seen what he can do here before as a receiver so he's obviously the number two as well let's move over to the, to the defensive side of the ball um I'll talk a little bit about the linebackers here. Um, notable that um, Jalen Reeves-Maven was injured on Tuesday, so he wasn't practicing on Wednesday. Jamie Collins is still not really taking a lot of seven-on-seven reps. From, or I'm not sure he's taken any. Um, and then and then also um, the rookie, Derek Barnes, was banged up, I think, during OTA, so he's not taking seven-on-seven reps. So we've really seen kind of the linebacker depth tested recently. And... Um, and uh, I think what was interesting today was we actually saw Sean Dion Hamilton uh, get a little reps with the ones alongside. Um, sometimes it was um, sometimes it was J- uh, Jelani Tavai. Um, who else was there? Um, oh, Alex Anzalone. So. Um, you know he's getting a, a little bit extra looks. Um, Anzalone looks looked better in coverage today than in previous days, but um, he, I mean. Going up against TJ, the likes of guys like TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift is, is making these guys look bad at times, and uh, it's unfortunate for them because I think they're they're better maybe than they look. But um, I, I, there was uh, maybe the play of the game, uh, play of the practice I should say, was a catch by DeAndre Swift, a one-handed kind of bobbling catch. But Jelani Tavai was right there in coverage. And it was, it was kind of impressive all around. It was a perfect throw. It was a great catch, and it was great coverage. So that was kind of a, a rep where everyone can kind of pat themselves on the back. The other thing I really want to mention really quick is is Julian Okwara. And I know he's more edge than he is um, linebacker, but they, they've had some of those edge guys drop back in coverage a little bit. And Julian Okwara um, looks kind of like a natural dropping into coverage, and I think that might be a place where he gets some, some reps isn't that outside linebacker position maybe on obvious passing downs where a guy like Trey Flowers, a guy who hasn't really done this very often, maybe they take him off the field or maybe they slide him inside to that down defensive end role. Um, 
on those passing downs and let Julian O'Quara drop into coverage. Um, something to, to, to kind of keep your eye on as, as we move forward. Um, moving to corners. Um, so the, the, the big news out of uh, minicamp on, on Wednesday was that Jeff Okuda was not at practice. Um, we, at this point, we don't know why that is. Um, it's worth noting that he did finish practice on Tuesday. So if it was an injury, it either didn't happen at practice or I would consider it most likely minor. Um, at this point, we just don't know. But that gave the opportunity um, for Quentin Dunbar to slide back into the, the starting lineup because it had been for the last few practices uh, Okuda and Oruwarie. So today was Oruwarie and Dunbar bar um Oruwari, i would say looks better than expected um he looks like he he's in serious contention for that that starting cornerback role opposite okuda i think Uda's is a slam dunk as a starter um but uh, okuda was was definitely uh, competitive in, in a lot of snaps today uh he had a pass breakup against i want to say is it tyrell yeah tyrell williams um he did get beat by uh, Quintus Cephas on a deep one-on-one um, drill with, with Quintus Cephas. Um, the ball was underthrown, though, and so I, I think uh, Oruari ended up getting a, a pass breakup, but uh, that was only because it was not a great throw from Goff. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I just noticed a, a swagger amongst the cornerbacks that, that I didn't know notice um, last year. And part of that, I think, is, is just a culture change, right? Like, these guys are feeling more comfortable to be themselves. I mentioned uh, in yesterday's uh, notes that Jeff Okuda looks like a completely different personality out there. Last year, he was kind of more reserved. When you saw him on the field, when he made a play or, or didn't make a play, no emotion either way. And sometimes that, that might be a good thing, right? Like, Matt Patricia was definitely the kind of guy that preached, I don't want you to get too high, I don't want you to get too low. Um, but he's out there in, in, in practice screaming and finger wagging and, and fist bumping and, and he's going nuts. And, and to me, I mean, it's more fun to watch for sure, whether that makes him a better player or not, we'll see, but he, he's, he's playing with a sense of swagger and that is contagious across everybody. Tracy Walker is the same thing. And I think Walker's had a really, really nice camp. Although I will say there was a rep today in which Tracy Walker was, was beat, but it was, it was another competitive rep. And I'm trying to remember who was against and looking through my notes. I don't have that note right in front of me, but everything to me just seems more competitive. Um, and, and, and yeah, kind of to move that over to safeties, um, Will Harris, not not as great of a day as yesterday when when he had his interception um he was shook by tj hawkinson twice in uh seven on sevens at the goal line the first one he argued a push off the second one was bad for will harris very very bad great for great for tj hawkinson i mean he had three or four steps on him on a short route like he just beat him off the off the snap and it was uh it was dominant to to say the least um, and then my, my last kind of note from training camp was just the Lions made it fun. Uh, the Lions, uh, right before they went into the last set of seven on sevens, they had kind of a, a fun little exercise where they had they set up a circle um, and then a, a, a tackling dummy at, at the end of, of, you know, wherever you start your circle. And so each player was, was supposed to race in a circle and then tackle the tackling dummy. Whoever tackled the, the dummy first one and it was offense versus defense uh and if you want to know specifically who won those reps sean Deion hamilton linebacker beat jake hossman the tight end jamal williams beat dean marlowe 
and, and Victor Bolden beat Cornelder. But the fun part about it was at the very, very end, they had two coaches, um, and, and they're, they weren't position coaches. They weren't um, coordinators. It was defensive assistant Brian Duker and, and offensive quality control coach Steve Oliver. They had those guys run reps. And after you've seen like extremely athletic players run in a circle, watching um, not-so-athletic, let's say, um, non-former players try to do the same is – hilarious and entertaining and uh it obviously got everyone pumped up a little bit if if you're curious um the defensive coach uh defensive assistant brian duker won out and and eventually i believe that was a tiebreaker in terms of reps and so uh it was overall it you know my, my overall takes from this these mini camps and otas are, are, are a few things um in terms of like player positions, I think the most interesting development is that Mike Ford is is essentially your starting cornerback, it looks like. We were wondering if Cornelder was going to have any competition. Well, it looks like Cornelder is the competition for Mike Ford potentially winning that starting uh, nickel role. Obviously, um, we're, we're, way, we're way early and that could change, but I thought that was interesting. Um, I, I think that the energy level at, at OTAs is, is completely different than I've ever seen, really. Granted, I wasn't around for the... Uh, the days uh, before uh, Matt Patricia, but um, assuming that they have open training camp, I think Lions fans are, are going to be very excited to see the product out there and, and, and see the excitement of both the players and the coaches because the coaches are just as amped up as the players, maybe even more. So, and then I would say maybe my third major takeaway is just Jared Goff looks decent, looks, looks like a, an above average quarterback. And I think that should give Lions some hope. Obviously he needs to look good during this time because there isn't any offensive defensive line play and seven on sevens are, are heavily in favor of the offense even when you're down in the red zone so those are my three main takeaways that's kind of my recap of the first two days there's still more to come as as day three uh the final day of mini camp is thursday and then they also have otas that that um dan campbell said was mostly going to be for the rookies next week we'll be out there for one day of that as well then we're off to kind of the abyss um that's when uh there's not going to be much happening we'll still have plenty of coverage for you um um, maybe do some silly stuff maybe do some list cast stuff where we're ranking our top 10 wide receivers quarterbacks that sort of stuff um we'll, we'll have plenty of coverage and then in terms of in the immediate um on saturday we'll be doing our locker room app podcast where we do q a's eric schlitt will be with us ryan matthews will be us be with us we'll talk more about minicamp if you have more questions about that and then obviously we'll have our podcast on monday night so appreciate you all listening to this short podcast make sure you subscribe to pride of detroit on all of your um, podcast platforms on twitch on youtube to get all that live coverage that video coverage if you are interested in the in the video chats as well but until next time it's chaos everybody be kind (laughs) 